and with road erection and drip irrigation and head suckering, all these techniques that we've developed in good plant material, we've really turned the vine into a much more efficient producer of sugar. To avoid having sugar go too high before the acid drops or vice versa, you have to get the plant material to, suited for the location. And that doesn't happen at the first planting. I have some vineyards that have been planted three times since 1981 because the plant material just wasn't right. When you look at what everyone is doing with their own protocol for how they want their Chardonnay grown, and then you taste those wines, what have you learned about that for how you want to grow your block of Chardonnay? Well, in 03, when I decided to jump into the wine business, I asked John if he'd be the our consigliere. And I was kind of inclined to make a Chablis-esque style at that time, crisp and reduced. And John said, you know, if you want to make Chablis, why don't you move to Chablis? It's great to have a mentor as your age. Um, I said, okay, I'll go with that. And so we've made really kind of Consgardian Chardonnay. In other words, very similar to what, say, Ramey and Kistler and Peter Michael do up to the first year. Relatively high levels of new French oak. I mean, the percentage might change from producer to producer, whole cluster, native yeast, full mallow. But many of those producers have decided not to do a lot of stirring. And this method is, is really driven by a lot of stirring, relatively speaking, and also 22 months in barrel. And no sulfur addition after the initial, at the crusher, 10, 15 parts, and then no sulfur until the aldehyde levels get high enough to the little bubble above your head says sherry when it really does start to smell like floor yeast. That method does something to the width and the breadth. I think of that kind of wine as being the kind of the bones of Chardonnay rather than being the kind of the crisp component. You can't do that with musts that don't have high natural acidity and high phenolic levels and mineral components. But it has transformed the original material completely. And that, I think, is really appealing. I mean, I like crisp, bright wines. And I'm happy to make them out of other varieties. There's a place in my life and all our lives for crisp, bright whites. It's just, there are not many varieties you can do that method with. And Chardonnay is really really malleable and able to take it it's a it's a very very malleable grape and it responds to location very significantly but it it also responds to distinctly different winemaking styles so john has located one of the features of that is low nitrogen in the soil and is that something you would agree with is it devigorated low nitrogen soil at hudson 
I think I would express it more in looking at the vine's physiognomy rather than what it's responding to. I think that moderate to low vigor, no laterals, shoot growth that only requires one hedging. By the 10th of July, the canopies would start to be leaning over and we would hedge. And if there's enough of a crop load, a very low crop, then it'll keep growing. But if there's a reasonable crop load, two or two and a half tons, depending on the variety, that vineyard will start to come under the pressure of the crop load and stop growing naturally. And I think that's the kind of the perfect goal is to have the vines stop on their own under the fruit load and its nutritive capacity. Nitrogen would certainly be one of the components that would cause that soil moisture would be too, and water holding capacity, uh, sunlight and exposure. And then probably width of 